Today we talk about how does face tattoos and blueprints relate to embryo appearance and euploid status. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. One of the common questions I get asked these days is, should I do PGTA testing? And that's when you test the embryo to find out if it is euploid. Euploid means, is it genetically normal or does it have abnormal chromosomes, such as like Down syndrome, trisomy 13, trisomy 18, or any other type of chromosomal abnormality? And there's a lot of debate on this because if you are younger, you can make the argument that most of your embryos are going to be good. So if you put the best embryo back, you should then be able to get pregnant and shouldn't have to worry about this. But if you were older, let's say over 38, there's a higher chance that the embryo is abnormal than normal. And so there is a benefit of doing PGTA. Now, some people like myself would say if it's free, then probably everyone should do it because there is a benefit. It does allow you to get pregnant faster because you know which embryos to put back. And so where I want to talk about today is specifically about that concept of how do you know if you need to use PGTA? And hopefully after I'm done with this, it will make sense that there really isn't a way for the embryologist to know if your embryos are normal or not. Even if your embryos are the Brad Pitt of embryos, it doesn't mean that they're going to be genetically normal. See, if you're looking at embryos from the standpoint of putting back the best embryo, the question is, why do the best embryos tend to give better pregnancy rates? And at first glance, you think, well, it's because the embryo is better, right? I mean, there's no question the rock is obviously much more physically fit than me. And he's probably going to do much better in some type of obstacle course than I will. But when it comes to embryos, when we say something looks better, we're saying it doesn't have fragmentation. We're talking about symmetry. And so there is some truth that those better looking embryos do end up doing better. But what's interesting is that when you test the embryos and you find out which ones are normal or abnormal, that difference is much less. So the question is, why? Why are these embryos that look better do so much better than the other embryos that don't look as good when you don't do testing? And the reason is because the embryos that look better, that are morphologically better looking, end up likely being statistically more likely to be a normal embryo, meaning the genetics are normal. Whereas the embryos that are not as good looking have less chance of being normal. Now, when you first hear that, that sounds like, okay, so if I have a poor quality embryo, the chances are lower. Not exactly. It's just seeing statistically that if you sit there and said, well, if I had a hundred of these embryos that are, let's say, we'll call them C grade, and a hundred of the A-grade ones, would we find any normal ones in the C-grades? The answer is yes, you absolutely will. But what you'll find is out of that hundred in the A, there's going to be more that are normal than that were in the C-group. So if I'm just making up numbers in the A-group, it might be 70% come back genetically normal, whereas in the C-group, only 40% would come back genetically normal. So some still come back normal, it's just at a lower ratio. So it's important to understand that when you have 
and embryo graded, and it might be their lowest quality, don't think it won't work. Just understand that if you didn't test the embryo, then at that point, you don't know if it's normal or not, and that the lower the grade, the likelihood of being normal is going to be lower. But again, not zero at all. The way I would think of this is, imagine you took 100 people and you said, try to guess which ones have been the prison. And let's say half of them had face tattoos and the other half did not have any tattoos at all. Now, we all know having a face tattoo means nothing. I mean, you could be an amazing person. We can be the nicest person in the world. Never even got close to a prison other than maybe driving by one. But statistically, if you look at and say, well, people who have neck and face tattoos, there's probably more people in that group that have been in the prison than people who have no tattoos. Now, if anyone gets offended, please understand this is being humorous. Uh, I don't think face tattoos make you go to prison. But the point is, is that in general, there's going to be a higher percentage. And so when we look at embryos, the lower quality embryos are kind of like the face tattoo embryos. They have a higher likelihood of being abnormal. Whereas the embryos that look more pristine, those embryos end up likely being more normal versus abnormal. So one of the reasons why PGTA is useful is because we can't tell you which embryos are normal or not. And so I've had patients who've gone through, got multiple embryos, and their worst embryo is the one that gets them pregnant and ends up being the one that was genetically normal. Now, when they went through IVF a second time, this time they did testing and we found they had a lot of abnormal embryos. And they would have just guessed which embryo to put back we would have guessed wrong the first try or two. But by knowing which ones were genetically normal, we were able to pick the right embryo the first time. Whereas in the first time they did IVF, they had to go through all their embryos till they got to their worst embryo. And that was the one that got them pregnant. Whereas if they would have had the testing, they may have known that from the very beginning. Now, this does not mean a genetically normal embryo will always work. Not at all. Matter of fact, about 60% of people will come away with a baby with a genetically normal embryo, but 40% of people will still probably not end up with a baby in their arms. So having it tested doesn't guarantee you're going to get pregnant, but what it does at least guarantee is that the embryo is going to be normal, giving you the highest chance of getting pregnant. So then one of the conundrums that comes up is, if we can't look at morphology to determine the embryo is abnormal, Then the question is, if it's abnormal, shouldn't it not make it to the blastocyst stage? And this is actually very common. So like at our clinic, we only transfer day five embryos. We do not do day three. And some people will say, well, those day three embryos, they're normal. And by going to day five, they're not making it to the end. And so potentially you're throwing away embryos that didn't make it to day five. And this is a fair thought. However, if the embryo is normal, it's going to make it to blastocyst stage. One of the reasons embryos don't make it to blastocyst is because there's something wrong with their genetics. And so when the reason why so many embryos can make it to day three is because not much has happened yet. The two analogies I usually use for this is I'll one I talk about how people go starting a job and they're at orientation. And so if John and Sally start a job and it's day one, which would be let's say day one of, of the embryo. 
you're like, man, John and Sally are really good at their job. They came in, they're listening really well. They're very good. On day three, you know, you're just finishing orientation. They're starting the first day on the job. And you're like, hey, you know, they look pretty good. I mean, Sally looks a little bit better, but John and Sally, they're still really, really good. Now, on day five, they've been at their job now for two days, no longer orientation. You realize, wow, John sucks at his job. Yet, on day three, you thought they were both about the same. Maybe Sal was a little bit better. But now you realize John really sucks. You really want to get rid of him. And that's because you had more time to observe him. He actually did stuff now. He did a job. Whereas before, he was just orientation. He was just listening to a video. Everyone can do that well. So, from that same standpoint... The DNA is not being used much early on. Matter of fact, in the beginning, it's just dividing. But near the end, now it's saying, okay, you're going to be the embryo. You're going to be the placenta. And so more DNA is being used and it's more complicated. And so if there's something wrong, it won't make it the blastus stage. But the question comes up then, so why would any embryo that's abnormal make it to the blastus stage? Which is a really good question. And the reason is because whatever that DNA that's abnormal is not being used in the early part of development. And the analogy I use is blueprints. If you're going to build a building and you start off, let's say, let's call it like a hundred page blueprint. If the first 10 pages represents the first day of an embryo development, imagine if something was wrong there, the embryo wouldn't make it past the first day. There's something wrong in it. But if you go further down, let's say the day four or five and the blueprints are down to maybe page 40 or 50, if there's something wrong there, then it will stop at day five. But if it's past day 50, so let's say it's like on page 80 or 90, you haven't got to that page yet when you're building the building. So your building is going to look great. It's not until the very end that you would figure out there's something wrong. Well, that's the same thing that goes on with embryos. In the beginning, the embryos end up using the very beginning of the DNA. And so if there's major problems, it's going to show up right away and they're going to stop on day three. But if it's something later on in the chromosome, it may not be used or may not be important enough yet to cause the embryo to stop growing. And so the embryo is going to look beautiful. It's going to look like it's going to do great. And then you go and test and find it's abnormal. And it means that's why abnormal embryos can get to the blastocyst stage and embryos that have major issues can't even get to that point. In the end, this doesn't mean everyone should do PGTA. This isn't a pro-PGTA podcast. It's more just want people to understand how PGTA can help and why we're not able to decipher the embryos and their DNA just from the morphological appearances. Now, what's crazy is there's actually stuff coming down the line where we're going to be able to test the embryos without even biopsying them. That's one of the fears people have is that when you biopsy the embryo, can you hurt the embryo? Which I've done a podcast on that before. And the answer is essentially no, as long as the person doing it is well qualified. But eventually, we're just going to take the fluid from around the embryo and the small cells that it gives off, we're going to be able to eventually predict which embryos will be normal or not without even biopsying the embryos. So it's a really cool some of the stuff that's going to be coming down. But for now, we don't have that. And the only thing we have is morphological appearances, which is what grading is, looking at the, sh- the, the shape of the cells, looking at the symmetry of the shells, and things like fragmentation. And then the other thing we have is the ability to actually test embryos, where we take a biopsy and we get the DNA from the placenta 
And we know the placenta DNA is the same DNA as the embryo, and so we can make decisions. Hopefully this was helpful to some of you, and as I always say, if, if it's not, but maybe one of your friends is going through it, it might be helpful for them. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone listening to this podcast. Please tell everyone about us. If you love us, give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast medium and send us any ideas that you think we should do a podcast on. I'm excited to say that we're going to have some new things on this podcast, such as guest speakers, and we'll eventually have some live debates between reproductive endocrinologists about different topics that patients have questions about. I look forward to talking to you guys all again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday. Thank you.